1: This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60% less online at ourplanrocks.com.
0: They're in the sweet spot of their mediocre radio careers. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta.
2: Oh yeah, loving this Tuesday and loving this bumper. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is my birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy. Woo! Feels good to be 35, man. You finally made it to 35. Way to go. 56, 35, I understand. The Bingo! Old- <laughs> the older you get, you, you just lose track of who you are and yes, what's... you do. Going on, so yeah, it is the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst, and
1: I'm Dan Ratcliffe.
2: Happy birthday, Rick! Otherwise, I, I'm thinking about changing my name to Jaden K. Smith. I, I don't <laughs> know if that name's. Available. Are you the one that keeps asking to be a friend? <laughs> What's up with that?
3: I have no idea. I thought
2: it was real. Some, no. uh, some one of my or a couple of my friends sent me. Don't
1: uh, right, right. Don't don't uh, don't accept, accept a friend request or Right, Jaden yeah.
2: K. Smith, and then it became this
1: huge. Right. Hoax. Poor Jaden. Nobody wants to be his friend, what, or or her friend. I don't know. Right? If it's you think her there's head. a Jaden out there that's like,
2: wait, it wasn't me. Yeah, I'm sure there oh. is. Yeah. Well, I
3: didn't get that friend request, so I, don't I know. never got the friend
2: request. But I got the warning from a couple of people. Okay, said, I did see the warning, right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And then there's another one that says, uh, "What was the other one you got about Lizzie Borden?" <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't accept our friend request from Lizzie Borden because you'll get hacked.
2: <laughs> ah, they're here all week, so uh, yeah. uh, anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Tuesday edition of Faith Talk live uh, in the green room. We have Vince Vitali of RZIM. He's going to talk about Refresh. It is a really cool thing they mm-hmm. do. It's a conference, uh, basically, isn't it, Dan? Right, yeah, For, From the 18th to the 22nd here mm-hmm. at uh, Zacharias Institute uh, there in Alpharetta. And high schoolers, and I think first year college. They're mainly can go, they're right? mainly
1: aiming at uh, students that just graduated from high school and are about to go into college. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah,
2: and that is the that is a critical stage. Mm-hmm. How many times have I heard parents say, "Yeah, my kids loved God and served God," and then they went into college and they went off the rails. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing here. They're pre- they're prepping them. And uh, they're allowing these uh, these students to ask any question they want to, believer or non-believer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love wow, that. Wow, I want to find out what kind of questions they get. Mm, I'm we'll, sure. We'll get the skinny on that uh, coming up in just How a few seconds. How about the segments. fat, too? The skinny and the fat. Ah, <laughs> oh, the skinny and the fat. Thank you so much, Shamsho. I'm more than a receptionist that sent me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I found this tape to here. my my microphone this morning right in front of it. And uh, I'll read it to you here in a second. There you go. One, it says, what was that one, Tiana? It's, oh, here, may you live to be old, so old that you're driving terrifies people. Right. Too late for that. You've yeah. already done that. Right. At your age, that hip, hip, hooray can turn into a hip, hip, hip replacement. <laughs> and then it's uh, a guy with a sombrero uh, and a walker called uh, Senior Citizen. Senior Citizen. I love I, love I, I would one. get that tattoo. <laughs> I love that. I That's would get awesome. that tattoo. That would be awesome. Thank you so much for the uh, birthday wishes. Now, this guy... This guy what was guy? playing, I didn't realize that you could play bingo uh-huh. at Chick-fil-A. You can. Oh. You were, was that Bethany's, I mean, uh, Kaylee's Chick-fil-A? It was
1: Kaylee's Chick-fil-A, and uh, it was uh, bingo night last night. They do it like every, once every couple of weeks or so. So And you win cash and prizes
2: and cow costumes? Uh,
1: and- no, no cash. and Well, you get prizes, no cash. Did yeah. you win? I did not. Oh, I mm-hmm. had no luck whatsoever, but Kathy won one round, mm-hmm. and Joshua won a
3: oh, round. Oh, nice. So, yeah.
1: And uh, Kat, what did Kathy bring home? Kathy got uh, a like a free chicken sandwich because uh, you get you could pick your prize. Right, Joshua okay. uh, picked the little stuffed cow that we have eighty <laughs> of at home yep. already. Uh-huh. So Classic. what's another one? So I, like I told
2: Dan, <laughs> I think I have three or four in my desk drawer. Yeah. Right, because every time quite Chick, Chick- yeah. Fil shows up here. They bring a load of sandwiches and those cows. And those little but cows. Yeah. So, so I'm like, cute. well, I don't want to, you know, what am I going to do? So I put it in the drawers. So you just
3: a, re-gifts them. So if you <laughs> get one later this year. Every Christmas
2: we get one. Now, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah. Instead of having uh, drawers with cows in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, it's uh, Cow Appreciation Day. It appreciation is. Day. Yes, it is. So if you dress up like. Uh, a cow. And you get a what? You get a free sandwich, I believe, or yeah, entree? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Our friend Ed Wiley, <laughs> who does impersonations of, uh, what, Trump, Bush, uh Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Sanders and Obama. He did Altogether. a special... Yeah. A special for us, right? Yes. Do we want to? Play? I don't know if it was
1: for us, but he did a <laughs> special. We'll say it was
2: just for, for us. You want to play that now? This is <laughs> Ed Wiley. That. Listen to this.
3: All we have to do is dress like cows, and we're going to get beautiful free chicken. Uh, Donald, I'm not doing that. I make the best cow costumes. They're the best you've ever seen. Just look. Isn't that amazing? Uh, no. Where's George? <laughs> He'll do it. George, where you at? I'm over here appreciating some cows. With this quarter pounder. He's at McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's? I mean, that's a great name, but we're not going to eat cows. We're going to eat free chicken. Did someone say free? Free range. <laughs> Antibiotic free. Hormone free. And actually free. Bernie, not now. Is George here yet? Yeah, this one's a whopper. <laughs> He's at Burger King. Chick-fil-A is playing for Burger King and Country right now. <laughs> without the words, but they're playing it. Go ask if the coleslaw's is free. Donald coleslaw's off the menu. I'm calling Dan Cathy. We're going to bring coleslaw back to this Chick-fil-A. we got to go look for George. Looky there, Donnie. It's an Angus. George, you're right. That one does look pretty tasty. <laughs> that is fake moose.
2: <laughs> fake moose. Moose. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see what he did there. I didn't fake catch moves. that. hear until that time. Fake The first moves. time I heard it. So that's hot off the press. I think he I cut it. He just did it today. He edited yeah. it this yeah. morning.
1: That's awesome. So, wow. That's that. Do you hysterical. think the folks
2: at Chick-fil-A know he...
1: I, I, they that know did, now. Well, they
2: will. Yeah. He does it, they'll be knocking at his, That at is his, too funny. I, I love love Ed Wiley. We've yeah. got to get him back in, uh, in studio. And according to Lisa Mills, he
1: plays a killer guitar and sings, too. Yes. And, I, and I love what he said. Uh, they're playing... For Burger King and Country right now, but without the words, because Chick fil A, they have they all have the no Christian music with no words. Burger King
2: and Country, they're going to be at Celebrate Freedom. They are going to be at Celebrate yeah. Freedom. That's yeah. right.
1: I can't wait You to think have we can
2: squeeze Ed Wiley in on since hopefully we're we going to do the Jumbotron to. this Wouldn't year? Wouldn't that be great to have him there with us? We, we need to check. We need to make that. We happen. could say this is David Crowder because they both have Crowder beer. They that's do. right. Right. All right. We need to make this happen. Uh-huh. Can we do that? Uh-huh. Who do we see to do that?
3: Uh, I don't know. I'll find Ed out. Wiley, oh, probably. I'm
2: or Adam the Beard Samurai Man. by yes. No socks. Hollywood. Uh, I'm in the hospital. Um, Asher. <laughs> Where's my medicine? Where's my Where's pudding? my pills? <laughs> well, I, we don't tip. Did you read this about tipping? We don't do. tips. Cow tipping. We don't tip at Chick-fil-A, right? You never no. tip. They right. don't expect I mean, you to tip. I guess you tip, can, right? but no. You hmm. According to, to creditcards.com, the biggest tippers. Did you read this? I did. Do you know who the biggest tippers are, Tiana? I don't. Okay. As far as uh, uh, generations? Right. The biggest tippers are baby boomers, northeasterners, or people who vote Republican. Uh, they leave about 20% off of uh on their total bill now you're from the northeast I why am. why northeasterners
3: i don't know but that is true 20 percent hmm. or more every hmm. time
2: hmm. you leave 20 percent. i do yeah well, See, you're not even a baby boomer
3: i know but i'm from the northeast have
2: yeah. you ever served did you ever ser- i was a server okay mm-hmm. that's, so why. Yeah. Yeah. that's why that's yeah. why see my oldest son i've been tipping 20 percent, whether the service is bad good ugly mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. i do that because he's been a server forever right and i know that they need it everybody yeah. can have a Mm-hmm. A bad day. Yeah. So it's interesting. Now, here's something they talk about tipping. Uh, I tip my barber.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And I usually tip them maybe 20%. percent mm-hmm. i have to figure that
1: out. I think yeah. it is 20. Do you tip your barber? Well, I cut my own hair, so yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so yes.
1: <laughs> All the time. Boy, Dan, that was a really service i Do you cut I've your own had. hair? I do. How yeah. do you do that? Uh, just with the... Skill. The,
3: lots of talent. Yeah with mm-hmm.
1: the uh, what what do you call those things clippers clippers, clippers. Yeah, I just do it myself
2: you don't have a floby you hook to the remember those things <laughs> no. you can, to the vacuum cleaner <laughs> no floby.
1: no none of that and and i have so little hair it's hard to mess my hair how
2: up, long so. does it take for dan radcliffe uh, to cut his, his maybe
1: his... five minutes i mean
2: wow oh, wow i wish i could do that yeah, it's great do you have any openings could i come in and you could cut my <laughs> any hair anytime importance? as long as you tip 20 percent or more that you come on in <laughs> what about coffee do you tip do you dip? when we go to Starbucks? I don't tip anymore. I don't know. O-
3: occasionally, do, if I have depends. any cash, yeah. And if,
2: if the barista is cute, you tip them, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. True. Always. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hotel. When you say, when's the last time you stayed at a hotel? Do you tip? The um, last that, weekend. Did you tip? Did you tip? No,
3: I didn't. Okay. They mm-hmm. say
2: that most people don't tip, but about twenty seven
1: people, twenty seven percent do. Do you tip? Not at a hotel. On on a cruise, I do because sure. that's expected, well, you have to, right? right. Yeah. Not at a hotel. No. That's interesting. Well,
2: this guy's giving us tips on uh, how to get our... Um, I see what you did there. <laughs> what a transition yeah, that see, was. Yeah, see, we went from chick fil you don't tip, to tips, to this guy yeah. is giving us tips on... Uh, it would be apologetics, in a sense, wouldn't it, for yeah, uh, much so. those uh, kids going into uh, college. RZIM and uh, this guy, Vince Vitality, uh, Vince Vitality. <laughs> Vitality yeah, more.
1: You've just changed his I name. Promise <laughs> I promise. Like I, I promise I don't drink
2: uh, before this show. Only after. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Faith Talk Live. Stay right there.
0: Like a happy bell in a foghorn world. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta.
2: Happy, happy birthday, baby! Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks for that. Now, yeah. see, I thought we were just going to do that in segment one. No, no, I no, thought no. We were just going to make the
1: whole show. We long. were just
2: going to be done with
1: it. No, no, no. It's your birthday. We're going to celebrate all day. All right, it is my birthday. Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst, and I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy uh, 28th birthday to you. Right? Yeah, I do. I, I actually I feel 82 today. <laughs> do you, okay. Yeah. Just I just today. Got it no, backwards. it's a great. I feel like, I feel really
2: great, and thank you so much for the birthday wishes and all the listeners and the watchers of uh, Faith Talk Live. Man, this is a cool day. One, I have a birthday, and two. We've got Vince Vitale here. Yeah. From R Z I M. It is Vitale, right? You got it right. Is it? Okay. Vitali. okay. You're, I
1: got it wrong. I said Vital He earlier. said Vital
2: yesterday, but yeah. I knew a guy years ago whose name was Vitale mm. and he was a tough guy. Okay. I mean this guy was street smart and I said, This guy with R Z I M must be a Vitale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right. Because he's tough. Good I to like have it. you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Very well. Thank you. You are a busy camper. Now, I did I, I did a little research on you, and I found that, uh, let's see, Dan, let's see, he was uh, educated at Princeton and Oxford, mm-hmm. and he taught philosophy there. Man. He's dude. well over our pay grade or other guests that we've had yeah. here at Faith Talk Live. You
1: look much too young to be teaching philosophy at Princeton. What are you, Yale, 28? Or, or, or. About 62. Wow, you wear it well. <laughs> you look good for my age. Yeah, you look great.
2: So you were part of RZIM, and you've been there for a while. We'll talk about that. We want to talk about your conversion. Now, were you, were you a practicing Christian before you went to college?
4: I wasn't. I was very skeptical of uh, of Christianity. It was my freshman year of college that okay. I became a Christian.
2: Hmm. Yeah, we want to get down to the nitty-gritty on that. And then, wow, this philosophy and Christianity, can they mix? That's... Great question. They're kind of polar opposites in a sense, aren't they?
4: That's what I thought, and and it was through my questions of philosophy that partly I came to faith. Isn't mm. that amazing?
2: It was. Wow. it was. I love that. Now, here we are in uh, 2017, 21st century, and we hear all the time about—now, uh, Dan and I both have, have kids. Uh, I have a 28-year-old, and he's already gone through the college deal. I've got a 17 and a 16, mm-hmm. so theirs are coming up, right? Right. I hear this all the time uh, as a pastor as well. My kids served God in church. We brought them up. They were homeschooled. They knew the Bible. They went to college. If they, they fell off the rails. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why. How could this happen? God, what are you doing? Let's find out what you guys are doing with Refresh and how you're helping? Because I love this. This is perfect timing for this, right?
4: Well, and what you describe is exactly why we're doing this program. It's called Refresh Ready for College. Yeah, uh, we're looking specifically at high school students heading off to college or early college students still dealing with that struggle uh, struggles in college of trying to be a Christian in that environment. And some of the statistics are really discouraging. Mm. Some statistics show as much as seventy percent of Christian high school students no longer active in their faith by the end of college. And that's why at RZIM, we thought that's a devastating statistic Mm -hmm. that has to change. We want to start doing something for that age group. So we're going to bring people in July 18th to 22nd for five days Ravi Zacharias is going to be there, many other members of our global team. It's not just going to be to be lectured at, but a lot of mentorship time and one-on-one time with the team. And we really want no question to be off limits. We're actually going to do panels where we'll be up there answering questions, and you can text in your questions anonymously and vote on each other's questions. I love that. And whatever question gets the most votes, that's the question we'll answer.
1: And the question that comes to my mind is, why is it that 70% of students... Are falling away is it because they weren 't strong when they went in? Is it because they get faced with questions they don 't know how to answer what what is it I think the
4: questions are a big part of it. I mean it used to be the case that you went to college, and maybe if you were a Christian, if you went to a secular school. You might have been thought of as a, a bit odd or having a bit of a funny belief right. that's nice for you. Uh, I, maybe even I wish I could I could believe that. Mm-hmm. Whereas now to have the Christian belief on many colleges, campuses is seen as actually intolerant mm-hmm. or immoral or even hateful or harmful for society. So if that's what you're getting hit with in terms of the way that people are perceiving you, and then you're getting questions that you haven't thought through before, right. that can be really, really damaging.
2: Hmm. Vince Vitali, talking about uh, refresh here. Before we get into uh, and, and one too, I want to find out some frequently asked questions, maybe that uh, could be. Asked. Now you're opening this up not only for believers that are going to show up. No doubt there'll be probably an unbeliever or, or a few of those asking those questions that maybe the average Christian would go, I, 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 right. I, I don't know. Right. So I want to get into that. But let's let's talk about you first. So you said your senior year of of college. Actually, my freshman year. Fra- I'm sorry. That's Your right. freshman year, there was a, a shift. Tell us a little bit about yourself before the shift. What what caused you to go there? So so I showed up at college thinking
4: that Christianity was for people who didn't think hard enough. Okay. That yeah. was my starting point. And I'm very thankful to have met some people, actually two guys who played on the soccer team with me. They were a year older than me. I respected them. They invited me along to a Christian ministry, and I had lots of questions. I was studying philosophy, as you said, already at the time, uh, and I'm really, really grateful that I found a community that took my questions seriously. Mm-hmm. Didn't make me feel bad for having questions. Didn't feel me make a sh- make me feel ashamed yeah. of that. They took them seriously, and ultimately, they were able to answer those questions. And it was partly through that journey. Uh, I can remember even interactions with professors on campus. I started to go to some of my professors. I remember one professor, an atheist professor, who tried to make me feel like actually this Christian belief is crazy. Mm -hmm. And he specifically pointed to the virgin birth. He said it would be crazy to believe such a thing. And I went home, and I remember that being really unsettling. And then the more I thought about it and the more I talked to people about it, eventually I realized, you know what? Christians believe some amazing things. I believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. But if you're an atheist, you actually believe in the virgin birth of the entire universe. Hmm. You believe that the universe popped into existence from nothing, for no reason whatsoever. So part of what we're going to Hmm. be doing with these young people is helping them to figure out what's the question behind the question, what are the assumptions behind the challenges they're going to face, and therefore how can they interact with them well.
2: I love how you how you describe that these two guys on your team, it wasn't just that they threw facts at you or they didn't uh, try to debate you, but they actually built a relationship. How important is it to have a relationship and especially after you decided Mm. to follow Christ, right? Because you can have the data and be convinced, but you're also under pressure then from the outside as you're describing that 70% of the high school yeah, kids that go into college. So there's got to be some kind of relationship as well, right? So so important. We see many
4: people come to Christ for the first time through the ministry of RZIM, and they almost never write in and say, "Thank you for that really impressive argument." Thank right. you for that really clever reasoning. They say, "Thank you for treating me with respect." Thank you for treat- taking my question seriously and giving me the dignity to be able to ask it. And that was certainly the case in my life. And that's what we want to convey to the young people that we're going to be dealing with at Refresh that questioning is an act of worship. I really think that the health of the church in the years ahead is in large part going to come down to how we deal with questions. Are our young people going to be made to feel embarrassed or ashamed or like they're doubters in the negative sense for having questions, or are we going to affirm them in their questions and say, hey, that's how you get to know someone, anyone you want to get to know. As a friend, the way you do that is you ask good questions and then you pursue the answers.
2: Well, that's what we want to do with God as well. So you made the conversion, if you will, when you were a, a freshman in college. You ended up teaching philosophy at Princeton, right, and Oxford? That's right. How did that, did that, how did Christianity and philosophy, uh, Did how did you rectify it's yes. going got to be tough. It, uh, yeah, it it, because you're dealing with people that are coming to class, and basically, give us a layman's definition of philosophy.
4: Well, philosophy, I think, is really just pursuing the deepest questions of life, mm-hmm. and that's what the Christian faith is all about. Now, like you've said so well, the Christian faith is not just about the head, but it's also about the heart, and God wants us to love him with our whole selves, yeah. but he also created me with a mind. So I also think it's reasonable for me to think, well, thinking hard and creatively and prayerfully about him should also point me in the direction of God. And that's the conclusion that I came to. And as I started to look into the philosophy and the history, I actually was blown away. I assumed that faith needed to be blind. But actually, as I began to read through the Bible, I got through the Gospels. I was just overwhelmed with the person of Jesus. Then I got to the Acts of the Apostles, and I started coming across words I never expected to find in the Bible. Words like reasoning and disputing and debating Mm. and examining. The word persuaded is actually the word that's most used Mm. for when someone comes to faith. And I thought, wow, I had assumed that this was a blind Faith. I was being asked to take a blind leap into faith. Actually, what I'm being asked to do is pursue God not only with my heart but also with my mind, and to take a grounded step of trust mm. in Him. Old, yeah.
2: t- Old Testament scripture. Come, let us reason Absolutely. together. And you see Absolutely. Paul
1: reasoning with uh, with the uh, the people of the the Areopagus. That's right. The, in Acts 17. Yeah. And uh, so he's, yeah,
2: he's that. not just another pretty face. He can pull that stuff. Way <laughs> to go. Nice pronunciation. Thank, there. You. Thank you, Vince Vitale here. So I can see how. That the transformation that was happening inside of you, and as you impact, how many years did you teach there?
4: Uh, I've been teaching. I continue to teach as well. About ten years.
2: Okay, so you had the opportunity to uh, field questions and thoughts, and in some form or fashion, persuade them in a way that uh, Christianity was 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 an option, right? That's right. I, I've I've had
4: experiences of lecturing in classes at Princeton on the problem of evil in philosophy. Could it be the case that uh, there's so much evil and suffering in the world that a good God couldn't exist? And Mm -hmm. I've had the privilege of being able to lecture on that. Uh, One young woman came to office hours after that, and it became clear after a few minutes of talking that actually this was a very uh, personal question for her. She was seeking God personally and not just abstractly, and was Mm -hmm. able to connect her with a, a, a campus minister on campus, and she wound up giving her life to Christ. Awesome. So, that's, just so encouraging.
2: That's awesome. I hate to cut you off, because uh, but we've got to go to a hard break. Vince Vitale here from RZIM. We're going to talk about the uh, refresh here after this break. It is Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. So we'll be back. Stay right there.
0: Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe. Now gluten-free with no preservatives added.
2: Thank you for that. It is the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy birthday, Rick Probst. It's my birthday so I can forget that you have the mics on and I'm just talking to Vince Vitale. We're just chatting
1: here. You just join us whenever you're ready. (laughs) Because it's my birthday! That's right.
2: Awesome. What a great day. Thank you so much for being a part of Faith Talk Live and uh, Vince Vitale Vitale here uh, from RZIM. We're going to talk about Refresh, something that is coming to uh, the Zacharias Institute, the 18th through the 22nd of July. We'll get details here in a second. Don't forget that if you're a pastor and a pastor staff, you can check out the Pastor's Appreciation Event coming up in October. It's the 19th. This year, Dr. A.R. Bernard is speaking. You can sign up and find out more at faithtalkatlanta.com. This this guy here, and thank you for being user-friendly because sometimes I think apologetics in the past, now, Ravi has really brought it I mean, he can get deep, but he can also break it down for somebody Mm -hmm. like me Mm -hmm. that I can understand it. And if it's not broken down and you can't understand it, it's really worthless, isn't it? Thank you for for explaining on layman's terms, even the questions that we had while we were while we were in break, because I think these things are, are crucial to answer. Dan had a great question. Which, uh, go ahead and ask that question. I think everybody wants to know.
1: Yeah, well, you you talked about how um, students a lot of times have questions that they haven't had answered. Uh, And my question was, was it because, uh, has the church created a culture where it's almost seen as bad to ask questions about the faith? And maybe that's why they haven't asked these questions before.
4: I think at at times we have. And when we do events, uh, we've seen in the last year probably a, a, a wider turnout than ever before for our events when we do stuff on campus. And I think it's because people are just not finding spaces where they can ask their honest questions. Mm -hmm. And people want to take them seriously and are not intimidated by them. And we'll just have lines of hundreds of people waiting to talk to us after the events because they finally have a space where they can ask their question. My wife, Joe, and I, uh, we have a friend named Nicole, and she asked us if we would go to dinner with her recently. She wanted to talk about some questions of faith for the first time in a long time. And she shared with us that as a young kid, she asked her church-going mother, did Jesus really rise from the dead? Hmm. And her mother responded, Nicole, don't be difficult. Wow. And I think too many people have a story like that. That was probably the last real question that she ever asked about God. And today she's one of the most intellectually accomplished atheists that we know. So that's what we need to change.
2: Wow. Wow. Listen to the effects of that. Not answering a question. And, but questions can be they can be challenging and difficult, and if you're not prepared for it, I don't mean you, but somebody like a parent, and you're like,
1: ah. Yeah. Or, ah. What a responsibility for parents to know why we believe what we believe yeah. and be able to defend the faith uh, and, and pass that on to our kids yeah, and yeah. not just say, well, don't ask the questions, just believe it blindly. Yeah. And,
4: and part of it is about being prepared. First Peter 3.15, always right. be prepared to give an answer to anyone, to everyone who asks you for the reason, for the hope that you have. And and the reality is if you're listening now, if I say to you, what are the five questions that you hope your kid will never ask you about <laughs> the faith because you know you would have no idea what to right. say. They immediately jump into your mind. You know what they are. Right. So what we're trying to do as a ministry is say, you know what, let's take that seriously then. If you were applying for your dream job and they sent you the questions 3 months in advance, you'd take some time preparing yeah. for those questions. Yeah. Well, how much more important the questions of our children, let's take some time preparing both ourselves and them for those questions as well. Well mm-hmm. said.
2: Vince Vitale talking about Refresh. He's from RZIM. You can go to rzim.org and find out about what's going on the 18th through the 22nd. You said something about 20% uh, when we were. That's when right. the mics were cold. That's
4: right. RZM.org Refresh, Ready for College. We're aimed specifically at high school students and college students. And if you use the code SAVE, 20. When you register, you'll save 20% on that week. It's going to be five days of mentorship, Ravi Zacharias, and many other members of our global team. We really don't want this to just be talking at people, but it's going to be one-on-one time asking your questions. We're going to do full sessions where all we do is answer whatever questions get the most votes. We really Mm -hmm. want the students to be the ones who are driving the content of this week.
2: A couple of years ago, Dan and I had the opportunity to stop by RZIM and uh, just sit down with Ravi, which it was, I mean, he's such a busy guy, right? But he was so kind and and, and generous with his time and so thoughtful. Um, I mean, it's almost like, wow, this is amazing. We had a great time and we appreciate RZIM and what you guys do and your heart. It's not just about throwing facts and figures. And trying to, you know, uh, you want to persuade people, but there's heart. There's there's heart with it. So you're opening this up for questions, which, like we mentioned, it, it's a challenge. Are there maybe the top three? What's the number one question you usually get, you think?
4: The number one question. Oh, it's a good question. The, let me give you a few. Okay, okay. Questions having to do with suffering are always there, yeah, um, both does God love me and if i 'm suffering, which is a more pastoral question, and also could God exist if there 's so much suffering in the world, especially on the college campuses? You get a lot of questions about science: Has science disproved God? I wish I had time to talk about that at length. I think science points so strongly to yeah. God, but you just hear these rumors that science disproves God. And you assume that that might be the case. Lots of questions about the morality of God. People now, they can pick up their smartphones. They forget that just because it's a smartphone, it might not be a wise phone. <laughs> <And> it,
1: <laughs> I love
4: that. <laughs> and you, you just Google worst verses in the Bible, and all of a sudden, completely out of context, people are you know throwing these verses at right. you, and you. So you really need to know your Bible. And then if you can believe it, actually... Uh, questions about suicide. We get those questions more and more frequently and more and more people saying that's the question that we need to answer.
1: And do the questions vary by age? I mean, are younger people asking different questions than than older folks are?
4: I think that's yeah true to some extent. The the younger that we get, the more we see that attack on the character of God. The more we see those questions of uh, of ethical and cultural issues, specifically the Christian vision for sex and sexuality. Those are questions mm-hmm. that come very strongly as well.
2: I guess the older you get, if you've been a part of the church or whatever, or you've been in—I mean, here in the United States, most everyone has heard the message of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? You just say, okay, as somebody asks you a question, you say, well, just because. Right. But the younger generations, they want more than That's just because. That's not good enough for them. Yeah. And more than I told you so. want mm-hmm. to They want right. to know what's going That's on. That's right. And, and and you said it well that, you know, as a ministry, yes, we
4: do apologetics. We deal with people's questions. But really, we're just excited about sharing Jesus yeah. with people. Yeah, and yeah. so the reason that we deal with questions is not because we love philosophy. It's not just for the sake of it, but it's because we happen to be living in an age where people have a lot of hard questions. And so if we're going to reach them, we need to be able to respond to those questions in an accessible and compelling way.
2: Vince Vitale, it is a Refresh. It's coming up uh, July the 18th through the 22nd at Zacharias Institute in Alpharetta. You can go to rzim.org, and there's a 20% discount, I think you said, when. When When you go on there, you can check that out. What is it like for you when you are interacting with young people and you see the lights go on? Mm. Here are people that are armed to the teeth right with questions and, and they're deep they're deep questions they're not questions like, "Let me find a question for' them. these are these are deep in the heart and in the mind of these kids. I've gotta know this, and then when you share or whomever from RZIM for Refresh, and you do another thing called Reboot, when the lights come on and you see it, how does that make you feel? Unbelievable.
4: What what an incredible privilege and something that God could so easily do himself. He doesn't need us uh, to reach people, and yet he gives us that uh, incredible, incredible gift. And the places that we see it are amazing. Two months ago, I was on the campus of UC Berkeley for a week. It was about Mm -hmm. 10 days after the riots there. Hmm. No one thought the gospel could get a hearing in that context. And yet, if you treat people with respect, if you take their questions seriously, and then if you invite them to Jesus, you'd be amazed at the answers and the responses that you get. I mean, sometimes we we forget that if you don't actually invite someone to a party, they're unlikely to just show up. And sometimes (laughs) we deal with people's questions, and we tell them about our faith, and we tell them how excited we are about Jesus, and we never just say, you know, would you like to be a Christian? And I I remember one student who became a Christian, and we asked her, why didn't you become a Christian sooner? She wasn't someone who had some huge obstacle or objection. And she paused, she thought about it, and she said, I think I just needed uh, an invitation. Hmm. So we try to be invitational in the way that we share the faith. Just one other guy who came to faith recently just jumped into my mind talking about the excitement that only Jesus can bring into a person's life. Uh, He journeyed with us for a week He decided he was ready to trust Christ at the end of that week. He bowed his head in prayer. He prayed the beautiful, raw prayer of a new believer. And at the end of it, these were the very first words out of his mouth as a Christian. He said, I have always felt alone and like I had to wear a mask. But now this is the first time in my life that I can take off that mask and be fully myself and fully alive. Hmm. No one can do that but Jesus. Wow. Wow. I love
1: that. That's amazing. And one thing I've always loved about uh, Ravi and just everybody there at the uh, RZIM and just watching videos of him interacting with students, especially yes. on campus yes. when they ask questions. And a lot of times they're almost kind of, you know, you know, ready for a fight when they get up there and ask the question, but just the way he gently yes. answers the question yes. And by the end, you see that they're kind of disarmed. Yes. And, and that's so key to not get in that fight that they want to get in, but just gently and, and humbly answer the question.
4: That's right. Uh, we we re- always receive questions as a gift because the answer to any question, any legitimate question, the answer is something true hmm. and all truth is grounded in God. Yeah. Right. So I don't care what your question is. If you've asked me a question, you've given me a gift and you've given me an opportunity to share something about who God is wow. and what God has done.
2: Vince Vitale talking about Refresh. It's July the 18th through the 22nd at the Zacharias Institute in Alpharetta. You can go to rzim.org to, to find out more. One more segment, we're going to, um, maybe we we'll come up with some questions or, yeah. or something. This guy is amazing. Thank you so much for being a part of Faith Talk Live, the Tuesday edition. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Stay right there.
0: Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. The choice of discriminating listeners throughout greater Atlanta. And also those who tuned in by mistake.
2: Love it. It is the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And
1: I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy birthday, Rick Probst. Thank you so much. And
2: what a birthday present to have mm-hmm. the folks here from RZIM. I planned this out just for you. It's your birthday <laughs> Thank present. You, Dan. <laughs> wow. You know, average people get a birthday cake. Mm-hmm. I get the folks from RZIM. Vince Amen. Vitale here. That's
1: amazing. It's much amazing. better than a birthday cake. Somebody pinch no me. No calories. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's...
2: And awesome. good stuff. We're talking about the Refresh Conference coming up July the 18th through the 22nd. And uh, we'll tell you how you can uh, get a percentage off. You can go to a website and we'll talk about basically what to expect mm-hmm. when uh, your, your kids uh, show up. It's going to be huge there. Uh, let's do this. You got the uh, the Providence thing from Alistair Begg. That's a USB, right? Yes. How can, they can just get that through
1: July, or what? Uh, I think it's through July, faithtalkatlanta.com. You can go on, and there's information on there on how to get that. It's a whole sermon series on the life of Joseph uh, from the Old Testament yeah. uh, with uh, Alistair Begg. And, of course, Alistair Begg is just such a smart dude, um, and it's gonna it's it's great. So and we check love it out. his accent, don't we? Yes, we do. I wish I could speak with a Scottish accent like
2: that. You again. can uh, get yours. Uh, it is free, right? Uh, faithtalkatlanta.com. Tomorrow's show, C.J. Stewart. He is the CEO of LEAD. We're going to talk to him And Ross Wiseman is coming back on Thursday from Momentum Church in In Woodstock, Woodstock, right? right? Mm -hmm. And then on Friday, Aaron Snow, the lead pastor of Christian City Church North Atlanta. It's going to be a great
1: week. And you know what? Mr. Vince here was just uh, on stage with uh, with our friend Louis Giglio. Uh, you know, because we just we talked with Louis last week about his new book, and you were on stage with with Ravi and Louis on one of the Sunday morning services. How that's was that? so cool! Oh, that's so amazing!
4: Amazing! What a privilege! And and to see the behind the scenes working of Passion City Church as mm-hmm. well was such an encouragement. Just to be there for the prayer meeting before the service, to see the culture of encouragement, to see the culture of prayer there, very very encouraged, and to be on on stage. I can't think of, of two more humble men yes.
1: yeah. to no, be I would on agree. stage yeah. with.
4: It just, just incredible models to me. Hmm. Awesome. You can
2: find out more about this Refresh Conference. It's coming up uh, the 18th through the 22nd in Alfreda, the Zacharias Institute, rzim.org. Again, the 20% you're right.
4: so When you go to register, if you put in save 20, S-A-V-E 20, then you'll get 20% off for that week.
2: You know what? Your kids may be grown, they may be gone, they may be past college age or high school or whatever, but no doubt you know somebody that uh, you can uh, point them to, rzim.org, and find out more and be a part of it. Do you find that um, apologetics and evangelism—for years it seems like the church kind of stayed away from apologetics. It's a little scary, it's a little hard, it's a little uh, difficult— uh, maybe we just take a track, throw it at somebody, and we split. Mm-hmm. And because evangelism is 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 di- is difficult, but you're kind of in the in the uh, the vein of which I love conversational apologetics or evangelism. How cool is that? Isn't that the way it, it should be?
4: Absolutely. So much of evangelism apologetics, it's just about. Being a good conversationalist and taking that seriously as a spiritual discipline. Oftentimes, you know, you ask someone if they're a Christian, do you know your Bible better than you did five years ago? Hopefully, yes. Do you know more theology than you did five years ago? Hopefully, yes. Are you a better conversationalist? Uh, than you were five years ago, a lot of people find that a lot harder of a question yeah. to answer. But when you read through the Gospels, Jesus probably had as great of an impact through conversation mm, as he ever mm-hmm, did through his mm. upfront speaking. He was an amazing conversationalist. He was an amazing question asker. He often responded to a question with a question, which showed what was behind the question. And I think we need to take that model. Having, If you're a great question asker, I think sometimes we find it so hard to get from shooting the breeze to
1: Jesus, yeah. because
4: right. we spend so much of our time just shooting the Braves. That's well right.
1: said right there. Yeah, because we go from, uh, yeah, how about the Braves game? So, what do you think about... <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, how do we do that? Exactly. How do we?
2: What do we put in the middle to kind of bridge? In the middle. And
4: I think it's good questions. Here's a question, one of my favorite questions. Have you ever had an experience that has made you think there might be a God? You ask that question of people at the appropriate time and just give them a second to actually, you know, don't just fill the space because you're you know, afraid of the awkwardness of the silence, but actually make people (laughs) deal with that question and answer it. People will tell you the most amazing stories and you'll think, wait a minute, you've experienced that? That has God's stamp (laughs) of approval all over it. You're telling me you don't believe in God and you've experienced that? And then you see their gears begin to turn because they haven't even put these two things together. Mm. I claim that I don't believe in God and yet I've had... That experience in my life. Another question I like what causes 80% of your stress in life? First time I ever asked someone that question, they said, people like you asking me questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What about the other twenty percent?" We had a great conversation, but could it be that you just have a handful or two handfuls of questions that just get you into that middle ground? It doesn't have to be explicitly spiritual to start with, but if we're just in the habit of having meaningful conversations, I find Jesus makes his way
2: into those conversations quite naturally. Do you have a list or a book or something? I that do. Folks can... I
4: do. I teach on this, and I have a list on my on my computer, and you know, I'll try out those questions. I like taxis. Uh, Planes and haircuts. You know, you got to deal with my question whether you like it or not. And 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 I just read over that once in a while. And if I ask a great question, and I keep that on the list. If if I ask a question that doesn't lead to a good conversation, I take it off. If you ask me a great question, I put that on the list. Once in a while, I just read through that. Hmm. And I think it's just part of caring for people. You know, it just means I want to ask someone a real question and I want to give someone a real answer when they ask me a question. How about the question? How was your weekend? If you are a church-going Christian. The question, how was your weekend, is an absolute gift. And we usually just say, fine, thanks. Not Mm -hmm. bad. How was yours? You know, what if we said, actually, it was really good. I was doing stuff around the house on Saturday, but Sunday was great. Spent the morning at church. That's always a highlight for us. Do you ever go to church? no, I never go to church. No, we never used to either. But about five years ago, a friend invited us along. We found an amazing community and support there. We'd love for you to join us sometime. Hmm.
2: That's not that weird. He made that seem wow. easy, didn't he? <laughs> Where were you 35 years yeah. ago? Wow. Talk about transition. <laughs> well, he wasn't even born, was he, 35 years ago? <laughs> that is so, it was so smooth. Yeah. It was so
4: natural. And that's how it should be. I think so. That's And to be honest, that's just a more honest to the answer to the question, yeah, yeah. if yeah. I've had a wonderful time at my church on a Sunday and I've engaged with God and with my community, if someone asked how, how my weekend is and I said, fine, thanks that's not even an honest answer. Yeah. <laughs> what I just said to you is actually just a more true answer to the question right
1: mm, wow. So wow what do you tell high schoolers because you know refresh is for high schoolers going into college and, and college students? who may think, well, that's, you know, adults can do that easily, but that's not easy for us.
4: Yep, and it's really not that different. Yep, the language might change a bit, the interests of, of, of what the people you're engaging with might change, but asking good questions mm-hmm. in your context, you know, that's universal. Having a good response to a question, that's universal. And part of it, too, is just really cementing home for students that being a Christian is not about being an answer person. It's not about having a perfect answer to every question. And actually, mm-hmm. Sometimes the best answer is just I don't know, but I'll look into that for you and mm. I'd love to get together sometime next week and talk l- about it. That's, I love that. That's so cute. And actually yeah. someone's even more impacted then. Yeah. It's better than if you had the answer in the first place, because then you show you cared about them enough to go and invest in their question. Right. You get together with them the next week, and they've spent that week then knowing you're going to talk about that question. So they're thinking about God through that whole week, and then you get together and you have a great conversation. That's it's just so, brilliant, yeah. So it?
1: often we feel yeah. like we've got to have all the answers. Like, we've got to be Ravi Zacharias, and yes. we can just get it off the top of our head, but— no, we can say, I don't know, but I would love to look it up and, and, and check it. We're just that. afraid yeah. to say, I don't that's know. That's right. And,
4: and and who's attracted to being a Christian if what it means to be a Christian is that you have to have every answer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then, I mean, that's a works based salvation, yes. and that's something you think you could never attain to. Yeah. It's actually very healthy for us to say, I don't know, but say it confidently, and that has no bearing on my confidence in who Jesus Christ is or right. my experience of him in the context
2: of my life. Hmm. We're talking with Vince Vitality, the uh, Refresh Conference coming up July the uh, 18th through the 22nd at the Zacharias Institute uh, there in Alpharetta.
1: And you said it's every day, all day. It's it's going to be kind of intense. I mean, you're going to be going quite That's good. right.
4: We're going 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, July 18th to the 22nd. More details online, but lots of different uh Uh, um, portions within that we're going to have a campus encounter section where we're going to have campus ministers and college students there to talk about the actual reality of the experience we're going to have Ravi Zacharias and many other speakers giving talks but a lot of time for Q&A a a lot of time for interaction and it's just going to be fun too we're going to share meals together and we're going to get a lot of time just hanging out real quick
2: what's next for you we got a couple of seconds what's next for you
4: Uh, For me, this refresh is the biggest thing um, on the radar, uh, and then I'll just be working on some writing throughout the summer. Hmm. Uh, Ravi and I have done two books together, uh, Why Suffering and Jesus Among Secular Gods, and we're hoping that we might have another one uh, before too long
2: Love that Somehow Let's see if we can uh, We can get him back huh? Let's tie, to, let's tie yes. him up Put him in a closet <laughs> And we can have him back uh, Show after show <laughs> That's how we do this thing Vince Vitale Find out more At rzim.org Thank you so much For what mm-hmm. you do And for being a part of the show Tomorrow's going to be A great show It'll be hump day Wednesday Can you believe it Already This this uh, week is moving fast I hope you have a great Tuesday Thank you for all The birthday wishes This is Faith Talk Live I'm Rick Probst and I'm Dan Ratcliffe Happy, Happy birthday you Rick